0: Your weekend will be one hour shorter than normal. Well, that's because daylight savings time begins at 2 a.m. Sunday morning, and we're all supposed to move our clocks ahead one hour before going to bed tonight. Officials with the Beaver Dam Fire Department say while you are changing your clocks for the beginning of daylight savings time, take a few extra minutes to check your smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. They recommend changing the batteries and making sure the detectors work Andrew Beckett is with Wisconsin Emergency Management. Making sure that it has essential items like non-perishable food, uh, enough water to support you and anyone else in your house for 72 hours. Beckett says it is also the time to give your home's emergency supplies a check. Carbon monoxide detectors should really be replaced about every five years, smoke detectors about every 10. Kits should also include a first aid supplies and copies of important documents, such as insurance policies and medication lists. If you already have one, replace expired items or anything that might have been borrowed from your kit. Well, two state lawmakers want to give local governments more say over wind turbine projects. Bob Haig has more. Citing public health concerns, Senator Andre Jacques and Representative Ty Bodden seek co-sponsors on a bill to restore the ability of towns and counties to impose restrictions on new turbine projects that are more restrictive than Public Service Commission rules. A sponsorship memo cites the January collapse of a wind turbine in Dodge County County, and notes turbine projects may potentially not be a good fit in some areas given the density of rural homes. Bob Haig, Wisconsin Radio Network. A Mayville man accused of having illegal images of children was arraigned this week. Kevin Cannon entered a not guilty plea to five felony counts of possession of child pornography. An officer with the Mayville Police Department began investigating a cyber tip line report that alleged numerous illicit files were uploaded to the internet. The report included a phone number that reportedly tied back to Cannon. A search warrant was executed at Cannon's apartment in September, and a laptop and his cell phone was confiscated. When questioned, Cannon allegedly claimed he was researching to see where he could find child porn into a paper on the dark web. According to the complaint, Cannon had told investigators that he could not believe the quote stuff was out there, so he kept searching for more. Love convicted the 49-year-old faces up to 125 years in prison. A Minnesota man is charged for a 2005 sexual assault in Madison. Ted Allen has the story. A criminal complaint states the man forced a woman off a bike path at Knife Point and assaulted her. After contacting police, the woman submitted to an examination a DNA profile in the sex assault kit used in that exam, matched with the DNA of Adison Yang, who had moved from Madison to Minnesota. February arrest of the 41-year-old Yang in Minnesota led to the taking of a DNA sample from him, which matched the DNA profile from the kit. Ted Allen, Wisconsin Radio Network. Milwaukee creates a violent crime plan concentrating on neighborhoods. Police Chief Jeffrey Norman introduced the city's plan this week, which calls for micro level crime plans suited to each policing district. We have identified 12 areas where districts are saying this is where we're going to put more work into because the numbers, the data is showing areas of concern. Well, the criteria for the mini plans are based on trends for gun violence, homicides, aggravated assaults, and robberies. Norman says the initiative will be introduced over a six-month timeline. The Milwaukee Police will also redeploy several officers to concentrate on the most dangerous domestic violence cases in the city. Well, the action comes after a record year in overall murders and a spike in domestic violence-related homicides in Milwaukee. Well, Chief Norman says the crisis calls for an urgent response. Domestic violence is a root cause of a significant amount of violence in our city. Well, the trend is echoed in statewide data as End Domestic Abuse Wisconsin says a record 85 deaths were connected to domestic violence last year in the state. The Dodge County Senior Nutrition Program is in need of volunteer drivers for their Home Delivered Meals program. Home Delivered Meals is a service designed to provide nutritious, well balanced meals at a minimal cost for the home bound elderly. Officials with the program say they need drivers in the Lemira as well as the Houstonford Watertown areas. A driver is also needed Thursdays in Beaver Dam and Fridays in Juneau. A valid driver's license vehicle insurance is required. Mileage reimbursement is offered. More information is available at dailydodge.com. The deadline to register for the Dodge County Forge Council 2023 annual winter meetings is approaching. Producers, consultants, agronomists, and nutritionists are encouraged to register by March 22nd. However, organizers say walk-ins are welcomed. The meeting will take place at the Pizza Ranch in Watertown on March 24th. A day of registration begins at 10.45 a.m., with the program starting promptly at 11. The morning presentation will be presented by UW-Madison Extension Specialist Dr. Brian Luck, who will discuss updates for wheeled traffic on alfalfa. UW-Madison Extension Specialist Dr. Marta Coleman will begin her presentation on alternative forages at 12.45 p.m. The final presentation will be by UW-Madison Extension Crops and Soils Educator, Will Fullwider, who will highlight current on-farm research, optimizing winter cereal forage nitrogen application. The organizers say the Dodge County Forage Council annual meeting will follow the presentations and include a Midwest Forage Association Association update, annual businesses, a review of 2022 activities, planning for 2023 events, and an announcement of the Forage contest winners. A link to the registration can be found at dailydodge.com. Well, Strap Throat is making its way across Wisconsin. Here's Robin Colbert. Wisconsin's Department of Health this week says there's been an uptick in the number of cases turning up in doctors' offices and hospitals. UW-Madison State Laboratory showing that starting in mid-February, about 40% of strep tests came back positive. The year's prior peak positivity rate stayed under 20%. As usual, most of the cases are in kids and their parents. Strep throat is a bacterial infection that can cause a myriad of problems. Doctors say you should get tested if you have a fever and a sore throat before strep becomes something worse. In Madison, Robin Colbert, Wisconsin Radio Network. Republican lawmakers have blocked a new meningitis vaccine requirement for Wisconsin kids. The legislature's rules committee this week voted to suspend the vaccine rules from the State Department of Health. The rules would have created a new meningitis vaccine requirements for seventh graders and changed the rules for the chickenpox in Wisconsin. State Senator Steve Noss, a Republican from Whitewater, Says DHS went too far and acted on its own, and the vote is a victory for parents and for the rule of law. Well, an option for COVID testing around Madison is going away. Public Health Madison and Dane County announces the closing of its COVID testing clinic next month. A spokesperson for the agency, Morgan Finke, tells WKOW the numbers the site has seen have been dwindling lately. We've seen the demands decreasing quite drastically over the past several weeks and months. those numbers have shrunk from over a thousand a day at the peak of the pandemic to around 13 daily. Home testing or tests provided by a local pharmacy are still available for those who want to check for the virus. A church in Lebanon will host a food pantry distribution event this coming week. Well, the monthly Ruby's Pantry Food Distribution will be at St. Peter's Lutheran Church on W4661 County Road MM on Tuesday. The cost is $25 per share, and those going can purchase more than one. Organizers say each share may not be identical, but will contain at least 100 to $150 worth of groceries. Residents are asked to have exact change ready. Each share contains some meat and protein, potatoes, dairy, bread and baked goods, vegetables, as well as a variety of other food products. Paper products will also be handed out. The event gets underway at 3.30 p.m. and continues to 6 or until all 312 shares are gone. Guests are asked to stay in their vehicle until they are directed to pick up their share. The Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection yesterday announced the six candidates that are in the running to be the state's 76th Allison Dairyland. To see full biographies and learn more about the candidates, visit the news tab at dailydodge.com. And I'm Kevin Hogan reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Submit your news tips at dailydodge.com.